1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading.
0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello,
1: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 143A of Tales with TRM, your host, Terry Ryan. Good to be with you again today as my car, my car broke down this morning. um, Alternator went again, power steering gone. It's being worked on in my driveway as we speak. See if you can hear car random sounds. I apologize. I'm doing this from my living room. It's a shitty day. It's raining right after we had a huge snowfall like forty or fifty centimeters a few days ago. But you know what? The days are getting longer and rain means no snow. And it just even as miserable as it is here in St. John's today, it's um it still reminds me that. It's almost spring, you know. I just love it. There's something to be said for living down south at all times. You know, I played hockey in Orlando, and I often say, why the fuck did our ancestors pick somewhere with snow before electricity? Makes no fucking sense. But I love the changing of the seasons. Um, November can get gloomy. Uh, You know, October, November is kind of like the weather is now, except it's only going to get worse then. And now you know that each day gets a little bit warmer. I'll say a little less cold from my viewpoint at this moment. Let's say a little less cold and a little longer. And I enjoy that. Anyway, so it's been a rough week as far as car troubles go and a few other things in my life, but uh, all relatively small things. ever hear that book? Don't sweat the small stuff. It's only small stuff. Kind of a week like that. Um, But anyway, it's good to be alive, right? It's a good day to be alive. First of all, my uh, episodes, most of them, are going to be on YouTube now. I'm sure I've mentioned that. Now we've got three. I believe we had the sheriff. We had uh, Brendan Brooks. Now Andrew Shaw. So getting a lot of people uh, messaging me about how to find that. So... Yeah, it's not under my. I do have a channel. It's personal. And, you know, I just use it to throw together music mixes, really, for me and the boys, my dad on Friday nights, save some clips that I find on there. You know, it's just, it's like a big, yeah, it's like a closet of what's mostly use, useless information to anybody else. So I wouldn't recommend following me on YouTube unless you want to hear the odd good tune, I suppose. I'd put, put them together. I don't even think a lot of them are, are named. But it's besides the point. It's THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network. So if you go to THPN under that, on, uh, under that handle on YouTube, you'll find Tales with TR. Now, you'll find all kinds of other ones, right? The Hockey Podcast Network has tens of great podcasts with all kinds of content. And you might even find your favorite team likely has a successful, well-informed podcast under the Hockey Podcast Network umbrella. So check it out. Um, So that's that. I'm also going to be on Got Your Back with Jason Strudwick and... Well, with Ryan Rashog, I suppose, and Jason Strudwick, and I'm uh, going on actually tonight. This this podcast, unless you're listening to it immediately, it'll probably be in the past by the time I. By the time you get to this, but I'll be on there. Uh, yeah, tonight the Oilers playing, so it's the Oilers games, really, right? So I was on there a lot before Christmas, and since Christmas, I've just been so busy. And uh, to be honest with you, you really, really got to know your stuff. You got to watch the Oilers uh, every. You got to pay attention every day, basically, right? And I don't like to comment when I'm not well-informed on something. And I just became so busy. I missed like eight or nine games for the most part, sprinkled in a shift here or there. But you can't just watch the highlights and be able to comment on a team per se because the boys do it in Edmonton, right, for the Oilers. So you got to really pay attention to what's going on. So contracts and, you you know, systems, Whatever's going on, local, in the media, off the ice. Uh, I I don't mean anything bad, although sometimes it is, but any news at all, any local charity events, you know, anything. I like to be up on all of it before I comment. So now that I'm kind of back in the zone and uh, I do some stuff, you know, as you know, in Ontario, too, as well. So I, I tend to I try to really keep up on the Oilers and the Leafs, so. Look, I know that a lot of people listen to this show, not for my what I'm going to say as far as my opinions on the current sport, right? You could probably go to, I don't know, Jeff Merrick or Elliot Friedman or O-Dog or, you know, 32 Thoughts, Overdrive, all kinds of other... Not, I just listen to TSN and Sportsnet. I'm just... Those are two main channels here in Canada. But, you know, Spitting Chicklets or Missing Curfew or Knuckles, Raw Knuckles um got uh what's the one panolan does up up your hockey i believe um you know there's so many of these podcasts out there, and there's so many uh news channels and uh you know so many sports specific so many hockey specific so many team specific sports specific so I'm Sure, you're not listening to this particular podcast to become more well-informed with the current happenings, because I often skip over them, but because I speak about, you know, it ends up, I I end up speaking about hockey quite a bit, and then, you know, now I got to pay attention to the Leaps and the Oilers, and I do get a lot of feedback Um, I went out last weekend and I ran into... I like going out like you you guys know. And Friday or Saturday, usually Friday we have a skate, so I head down over the hill, George Street, have a uh, drink and a bite maybe with a buddy and then just go from there. Downtown St. John's is really happening on the weekends, right? I wouldn't really think about even going anywhere else, to be honest with you. I mean, I would if I'm going fucking swimming or bowling. I mean, if I'm going for a beer and a bite... I always say, like, why not do it in downtown? The heart of St. John's is, uh, you know, it goes back hundreds of St. John's. they is the oldest city in North America. There are settlements, and they're in St. John's or in and around St. John's as well. And again, I'm talking European. Of course, there were many indigenous groups here before that, as we know, so I'm not trying to bypass history. I'm saying... As far as European settlement life as we know it now in North America with cities falling where they did and towns or whatever, well St. John's is the oldest, goes back to about 1605 give or take a year and um, Cupid's is the oldest settlement that goes back to about 1602 Okay, all in this same area and of course people stayed here to fish for the most part, you know, I guess there's all kinds of reasons but uh that would be it. So we've got a really, it's a unique European-looking downtown, you know, with real old buildings. There's buildings downtown that are older than Alberta, right? So with with really cool restaurants, too, it's not just the look. I mean, my buddy Jeremy Charles, uh, Chef Jeremy, I'll have mine here at some point, Um, you know, one of my best friends. And if you don't know that story, check it out in Tales of a First Round Nothing. Uh, plug. Jeremy has, you know, Raymond's, which is actually not open right now. It's more of a opens with the tourists, but and Merchant Tavern, both. Raymond's rated number one in Canada for a while, Merchant Tavern. O'Reilly's was just made, it named the top bar, the top pub in all of Canada. Now, these things are totally subjective, but what I'm saying is that we... It's not just a cool place to see. We've got a really, like, happening downtown with a varied, multi-cultured, layered uh, culinary scene and bar scene. So I, and, and I know I got friends that have places, like, I'm from Mount Pearl, right? But if you haven't been here, Mount Pearl's maybe, like, for me to get downtown St. John's is 10 to 15 minute drive. That's it. And then, you know, the rink that we play at, most of them are closer to that. There's a rink here, in Mount Pearl, the glacier. Our group doesn't skate there. I haven't skated there since senior hockey years ago. But the, you know, I drive five to 10 minutes to any number of arenas, twin rinks, Capital Hyundai, really, of Felian Gardens, and they're all really close. So I love the early Friday skate. I always have, have one or the other, 12 or two. And uh, we skate and we have a few beers. Boys order a pizza. And I don't usually partake. I like eating downtown, and then we head down over the hill, right? So I like it. I get down. It's uh, by that I mean, over the hill is just downtown. Um, so I leave my car somewhere, get in, and order a pint, and then get on the appetizers. You know, be almost happy hour at that point, and people kind of come in. I know a lot of people in Saint John, so I usually just kind of do it solo or with one of the boys from hockey, and then uh, we go from there. So I enjoy that scene. I do that every Friday, usually. And at some point, I mean, people know Fridays. My dad only drinks on Fridays, and he does it in his basement. So we'll often stop there first or during. They said it's a little bit out of the way, but it's a big tradition uh, with with my dad. So that's often the case as well. Sometimes I'll just go down with Dad, and then I'll do the process I just spoke about on Saturday but anyway point is I just figure why not go down there you know like if I'm in Alberta I would rather be and I loved playing hockey in Red Deer; it was great but every chance I got I went to the mountains like if I'm, out, if I'm in Alberta my uh, Penny Lane's mom lives out there now Danielle and she lives in Canmore and it's beautiful I'm like yeah that's great you're in the you point is like if you're there you might as well take advantage of what it has to offer if I'm in Alberta I want to see the mountains um Now, over the years, I've made friends. If I lived in Edmonton, it wouldn't kill me. I played hockey in Red Deer. I got some great friends, right? I made them for different reasons. But if I just went out to Alberta and I didn't know anything about anywhere, then I would gravitate towards the mountains. And if I'm in Calgary and people say, hey, let's have supper tonight somewhere, i like to go somewhere that I can see the mountains. Or I'd even drive to Canmore or Banff. I love eating in Banff um, on a patio in the summer, you know? Um, what's like here, like... I'm like, fuck, I could go to Kenmount Road, right? There's some decent restaurants. I don't know. I suppose one of these chain places, Finn McCool's or Montana's in an industrial area, fucking cars all over the place, six-lane fucking highway, or I could just go down over the fucking hill, right? Go to Greensleeves or Merchant Tavern or fucking Blue on Water. Uh... you know, Wedgwood Cafe going into my sponsors or people that I support, I should say. But, you know, I go wherever, Gypsy Tea Room, Adelaide, there's a unique little vibe down there and it feels like you're in Europe and all the tourists like to come to that particular area, right? You meet a lot of people and there's a vibe. I always figure why would I go anywhere else? I mean, I, hey, I'm sure Montana's has good pints as well and a great steak and, And if it was downtown, I mean, the kegs down there, I'm not saying I only eat at places that are not chains. The kegs downtown St. John's, I go there once in a while. Jack Astor's, it's just right down on one of the most beautiful harbors in the world with so much history and, uh, like I said, a vibe, man. So I'm all about downtown St. John's. How I got talking about it, I'm not really sure, but uh, I know one of the first points was that I'm going to be on Got Your Back a little bit more now because, uh, oh, talking about, you know, I follow the leaps and the Habs, and I run into a lot of people, and last weekend, a group from Alberta were down there, a group, and uh, they were here on some conference, okay? I forget what group they were with, and I, yeah, I'm not sure. But I believe it was something to do with the oil industry, which wouldn't be a surprise here in St. John's or in Newfoundland in general. It's a big part of our uh, livelihood for many people here and indirectly almost everybody here. So it was something to do with the oil industry. Half of them were from Alberta. Half of them were from Toronto. And uh, they were talking about hockey a little bit. So I said, you know, I, I do focus on those teams more often than not. So if you're out there and listening to this and you're a Columbus fan or a Nashville fan or a fan of international hockey, you know, I will. I'll get to those things and try to talk about about them. But uh, this right now is just addressing a large part of my audience. So if you're not into the Oilers or the Leafs, I apologize. But I do want to answer some questions and at least have some thoughts about what these people brought up to me. So the first people said, or the people from Toronto, Okay, one of them's name is Luke. And Luke asked me, uh, Luke's actually from England, living in uh, tr- uh, living in Toronto through way of Alberta. Yes, it was a long night, <laughs> but anyway, um, he wanted to know about the Ryan O'Reilly trade and if I really thought it would make a difference since the Leafs are losers. <laughs> okay, that was his words. I do totally think that it makes a difference. First of all, you you, you you say the Leafs are losers, but they have come strides. I mean, they, two years ago, they blew it to Montreal, but they were up three to one. So they got themselves there, right? Last year, game seven, uh, Tampa Bay. So, I mean, but they got themselves at game seven. So those guys, Matthews, Mariner, I don't know, Riley, Morgan Riley, you can go on down the list. You know, th- th- those, I guess, being Nylander, nucleus of the team. Tavares, I can go down, I don't have to name it, you, you know what I mean, Those the main players have all learned a lot, and I know, yes, John Tavares was a veteran before he came here, but he hadn't done really much winning in the playoffs, so I think they all learned a lot together, and I know it seems, because they haven't won since 1967, and there's always a story, and it just, what is it, 18 years since they won a round in the playoffs, I mean, it's it's staggeringly unbelievably poor their record (laughs) since 1967 it's it's and it's a lot of its luck a lot of its coincidence a lot of it is not having a great team a lot of it's having shit management but i really do think that this particular group there they have now can do damage now my only questions were exactly what they addressed so first of all, they didn't just get O'Reilly; they got that Noel at a-, a cherry, I think, kid. That the, the which really is going to solidify their fourth line. And he don't he doesn't just you know go point A to point B for for a guy with maybe you know, his stats might not look staggering, but for a guy that plays fourth line minutes, he's great on the penalty kill. He can play center or wing, which is huge. Not everybody can do that. Um. It. So so he's very valuable, and he knows his role, and I think he's one of the better bottom six in the league. If you look at the teams he's been on and the stats that he's produced in little time out there, I don't know, and he seems pretty gritty. So we'll, we'll start there without even getting to Ryan O'Reilly, right? That kind of player helps you in the playoffs. Now you get Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, I don't know. Is there a better playoff guy that you would think of right now that you want to go out and get? I mean, he's many players. He's one of my favorite players in the game. I would say he's one of my favorite players of the decade. I mean, this guy's been through it. And the same thing, O'Reilly, man. First, think about. Think about Ryan O'Reilly. First of all, he's really good on the forecheck. Okay? And he thinks pass first. So, he's going to be i don't know but i used to i'm not trying to compare myself to him at all okay i'm not trying to i'm just giving you in relative terms how can i identify with that because i've often played with great players let's say damon lankow okay and for two full years in junior well three but i mean on his line directly Uh, and that was one of the things like i was a decent passer I was a good passer but it helped when I got to the puck first, right? And Langs, so he didn't have to go in there always laying a dogfight in the corners. He would, of course, and often set me up from doing the exactly that. But normally I'd be the first in and Langs would be hovering around. I mean, he would hit 67 goals in 94, 95. He led the whole league, right? So, and part of that was me getting the puck to him like that. And I quickly realized it's not just giving it to Langs in his own end and letting him go. It's being first on the forecheck, check. And you don't have to maim the fucking defenseman. You don't have to fucking kill him. But you just get to that puck first. And now, if I've got it, Damon's chances of getting it next go way up every single time. If you want to get analytical, right? I mean, I wasn't thinking analytics those days, but that that's kind of what it was. I always thought if I win the puck battle in the corner, the odds are that the next player going to get the puck is Damon Lankow. And lo and behold, he led the league in scoring. Now I'm just telling you the way I can I can go. It, it, senior hockey it was a guy Mark Wolf. Here you go. He won a Memorial Cup with uh, Spokane. We played together in senior hockey. Same fucking thing. In in I don't know the West Coast League. Played with Jeff Chevalier. Same fucking thing. If I get there first, Craig Lyons. Sorry, I did play with Chevalier, but Lyons was a big scorer, and uh, I missed a lot of games those years. But but anyway, what I'm saying, I'm not making this about me. I'm just telling you from my understanding of the game when i see that it really makes me excited when you got players like tavares marner nylander and matthews and you get a dog that's going to get the puck first every time smart it's not like it's engvall no fucking offense against Enval. he just does a whole lot of nothing out there you know what i mean he's big he gets there for i don't know what he's gonna do he often wastes his fucking energy I think he could maximize his potential out there a little bit better. I know, easy to say with me on my fucking couch in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, but I'm just telling you. I wish, fuck, with the game I played, I had the, the fucking size that he had and, and the skating ability. Anyway, I just don't think he's that smart as of a hockey player. He's definitely not that physical. He doesn't want it as much. I mean, he might be okay in all these categories, but he's not Ryan O'Reilly. Not that we're directly comparing Ryan O'Reilly. With Pierengval, but I mean anybody Kerfoot, fucking Anderson—I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm go down the list of uh, Yang Croak, is it? Of leaps, right? You, he, the, I mean, a lot of them have a little bit of spunk. Of course they do, right? Wayne Simmons has spunk, but now you're getting this package, right? People say oh, he's old. I don't know. These stats are still great. He's 32. He's not 38. What do you need him for? You need him for the short term. So, you know, he's 32. He's still got a few years left of Ryan O'Reilly hockey. His stats haven't tapered off. I mean, this year, playing on a lesser team, and, you know, they've tailed off a little bit. But last year, he was great. Every year in the playoffs, you know he's there. I think it's a fucking fantastic pickup. I think it changes the whole dynamic of their team. The whole dynamic. I can't think of any one fucking move that they could have made. Like, Ryan O'Reilly would change the dynamic. But this cherry kid, like, is really valuable. Trust me. If you're a fan and you, you just look at stats, it probably won't make as much sense to you. But I'm just looking at where he is on the ice, where he's played. I, I think that kid's good. Like, he's... And, and you know, the more I read about him, that he he's really aware out there. Doesn't give it give it away too much in the last, uh, whatever it. You know, there's an analytic for everything. I just try to read an update. And apparently, uh, he doesn't turn it over much, right? And maybe what happens with the Leafs, you know, they they often turn it over late in the game or they blow leads or whatever. They got two guys now that are great to have in your overall toolbox. If the problem was blowing leads and not a lot of people say, you know, the give a fuck meter was down. Well, well, not only that, they'll keep you fucking accountable. And when I say they, I mean, I'm more so looking at Ryan O'Reilly here. He comes in that fucking room Con Smythe winner, a dog who's lost teeth, fucking scars all over his face, bearded fucking bandit. Come in fucking ready to go. Fuck, man. The puck drops and he's going. He hits. He fucking passes it. He scores. I mean, I, I he's gritty. He'll fight, but you don't need Ryan O'Reilly to fight. He'll fucking cross-check you, though. Yeah, so... I know people say, well, it's the Leafs. Yeah, but they're trying to reshape themselves. And I don't know. I think... I, I, I don't know. I think it's a fantastic move. A lot of people wanted Patrick Kane. I fucking love Patrick Kane. But this moves it's the Maple Leafs. Of course, they I think Kane would have helped them. I do. How, how can fucking Kane not help any... Day? Name me a team out there that Kane wouldn't help. Even if you're loaded in that category, he's still going to help. It's Patrick fucking Kane. But in this case, I'm telling you, this was a bigger move. This was a bigger fucking move.
0: NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. So, what are you waiting for? Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycon's, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy-now, pay-later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash thpn.
1: Now, the Albertans were wondering about what the order should do. Training for Carlson. Okay. This, I think, what they what we were talking about that night, being last Friday, we went out for like I said, drinks and. It was a lot of hockey talk, and I promised this group that I would I would speak about what we were talking about. So Carlson, of course, you'd like to get Carlson. I, I, you, all, all of a sudden there, you've got three of the top five scores, I think, in the NHL. you Now, is Carlson, is this lightning in a bottle? We know he can do it. And I don't think it's lightning in a bottle because I think Burns being in San Jose maybe affected how much he played like the old school eric carlson now he's the man he can do whatever he wants he's out there more in certain scoring situations he probably doesn't feel the need to share the wealth as much it doesn't surprise me and i do think he'll have another year like this next year i do but there's a lot contractually and and and, you know how long can he? and is that what they absolutely need That would help, of course, just like Kane would have helped Toronto. Um, And can you do it? I don't know. You'd have to get rid of maybe Barry, maybe Bouchard, maybe both of them. I think Barry's kind of underrated. I I really do. He's fucking, he gives it up. Sometimes he's soft defensively. But if you find the right fit, and he's on the fucking Oilers, I mean, Jesus. Kind of makes you want to go run and gun. Right? We score five, you score four. But Anyway, outside of that, people are wondering about sending down. It was who was it? Oh, it was Holloway. It was Holloway. It was DeHarnay, big fucking hulking D. That's really just coming into his own. Um, Yamamoto or Puliervi? Well, look, I I don't know, but Pugliarvi, I don't. I, he looks great. Like. Every time I see him, he looks like he has so much potential, man. He does, but he he's when I said Ingval does a whole lot of nothing, um, Puljuari's worse. Like for what he could bring to the table, he just looks poison out there. I, I he just does nothing. It's wild, like a big guy that can skate, that can fucking hit. If he he goes to the front of the net, no one can move him, and he's been playing with the Oilers, man. You'd figure, God damn it, I mean it, like fuck, I, I think a good midget player could play with the Oilers and by the end of 80 games, 82 games, have like 10, 20 points. I do. I'm i not saying that that midget player should be in the NHL, but if you absolutely had to, let's say, I don't know, an average junior eight player, right? Of course, that didn't even deserve to be on the Oilers. But let's just hypothetically, for sake of argument, say that that happened. That this particular player had to play on the orders all year and got the same time as Puliarve. That means every once in a while, this player is passing it to Connor McDavid or Deion Dry's title, or vice versa. And, and the other NHLers that come with it. I mean, we mentioned Tyson Barry, Nugent Hopkins having a great year. I mean, they got they're oozing offense. So I, I, I really think that if you just put an average junior a player there by the end of the year they get 10 goals and i'm not underestimating the nhl a lot of it's where you go i mean i'm telling you i know it's silly from my limited time but i know one year it's exhibition i know it's exhibition but i you know i had like 10 points and it was like you know i was playing with recce and Terjan. you know like five might have been just I don't know. it was probably in like i don't know i, I can't remember but it, it was I was firing I, I, eight or 10 points, say in seven games, but again, it was exhibition, but I, 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 it's still NHLers out there for the most part. I'm still passing it to Mark Recchi. Like a couple of them are on YouTube, one bounces in off me and bounces in the net, right? It's, it's just because I'm playing with Mark Recchi. So eventually if I go to the net and that's exactly, look it up, Terry Ryan, goal Montreal, it have been my first game, man. And that was just like it. Again, it's just going to the. I, I, I could have done it, it five years before that as a peewee. I could have scored the same goal, but it's because I'm out there with Mark Recchi and fucking Pierre Turgeon, right? And eventually, I'm going to go to the net. It's going to bounce in. Hold on, let's, let me see Pudarby's numbers. Hold on, because it astonishes me. Here we are, here we are, here we are, here we are. here we are. So, yeah, like 54 games this year, five goals, eight assists, 13 points. 54 games. And two years ago, he was on, and the last couple of years, he's been on one of those major lines the whole time, 14 goals, 15 goals that four goals, 12 goals. He's never passed 15 goals, man. And this year in 54 games, and I've been watching a lot of them. It's not like he's not on the ice. Five goals, eight assists. I don't know. I just mean, yeah, you send him down. He's got to go on waivers, does he? Well, who's going to pick him up? He makes 3.5 million, doesn't he? If he made 500,000 maybe or 800,000, whatever the minimum is. But it's a little bit of a cap hit for a guy that really doesn't do much. So he would a hundred percent be one of the guys down. Uh, If I, you know, who's going to pick him up on waivers. I now, if you, if you do that though, and no one picks him up now, his value goes down even more, but I don't think he has much to begin with. I really don't. And I was always in his corner and I thought he was going to break out. And at times he was sufficient. You know, last year at times he was sufficient, but I don't know, man, you put, I don't know, man. <laughs> you put that fucking nightstand over there with Conor McDavid and Dreisaitlis, going to get 10 points by the end of the year. It's just going to bank it off. It's fucking the drawer. Name me. I, okay. I go to watch the Newfoundland growlers here. Um, One of my buddies, Todd Skirving, who's just been two-way player in the East Coast League for, I don't know, five or six years. Um. Does his job. This year, he was an All-Star. Congrats, Skirbs. He's actually been a guest on my show. Congrats, Skirbs, on that. And I mean All-Star. He worked his way there still like, like a point of game. And I think he's got 20 goals so far. Real meat and potatoes, but underrated skill, but always, always works hard, right? He's East Coast League. I don't think he's under, he might be 30 now, under the assumption that he's going to get up to the NHL. But I guarantee you that if I put Skirbs with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, He's going to have more than five goals and eight assists in fifty-five games. I just so what is the worth of Puniarmi? At some point, okay, if guys get injured, great that we have them. But I think Yamamoto is way more valuable, and even though he's smaller, he just seems to cause a little bit more stir. He seems to play with those guys better to me. Uh, and I know this year has kind of been up and down, but. I don't mind Yamamoto, um, and then Dejarné Holloway. Uh, Holloway's worked himself in. I don't. I, I liked him in exhibition. I like him now, but it wouldn't be the worst thing for him to go down for a little bit. And I believe they can because he's on a two-way. And Dejarné, I like that guy. I'd find a way to keep him up. He's six foot six, I think. Penalty kill—he's on fucking real, and seems to be getting used to the NHL with each passing game. Um. But I got to be honest, I think the Leafs are ahead of the Oilers. I do. The Oilers have obviously fucking, well, you never count them out because it, they could be down four to fucking nothing going into the third and win at 6-4 on two hat-tricks from two of the best players on the planet. It really could happen. It really could happen. And they could catch fire in the playoffs and boom, it could happen. It, it could happen. There's no, I'm never going to sit here ever, ever and say Connor McDavid can't win this year the Stanley Cup, because all they have to do is get in and they can. Are they as equipped as Toronto? No, for reasons that I've already explained. I would never count out the best player in the world in anything, let alone one of the next best on his very team, right? So they could just go off at any point. But I do think they give it away a lot. They give away leads. There's a lot of gaping holes in the Oilers' suit of armor. But they can do it. Um, but like I said, that goes for everything. You know, I don't count Tiger Woods out of a fucking golf tournament, even though he's, whatever's happened to his body in so many ways over the years, so many injuries and stress and everything else, but I wouldn't count him out. You know, you, you tell me, the Brooklyn Nets sucked and they had to get rid of Durant Kyrie Irving and Harden, that era came to an end. But they had those three of those guys. All they needed to do was make the playoffs on the very last day. And if you're a basketball fan, you know what I'm talking about. You would never, you'd never count them out. They only won one playoff round, and all in those three years with Irving and Durant, and for a little bit Harden, but nobody counted them out at any point, right? Even like the Lakers now, the Lakers are proving to suck. But, but, for some reason, you don't want to count them out because LeBron is there, right? He's he just, at any point, he could go off for like 50 points, fucking eight games in a row, and they're like into the playoffs, or whoever they're playing, they could just land against the best team in the league. I don't give a fuck. And it's not saying it's likely. But you don't really want, like, even though the Raptors, I think, are ahead in the standings, you just, your head goes to, oh, the Lakers, if they get in, they could do a little bit of damage. Even though they probably can't, but they got LeBron. And players like that, and that's what I think of the Oilers. But I think now, like with the Leafs, I think Austin Matthews is like a, not supporting cast, but he doesn't have to carry the mail like McDavid does. He just missed three weeks, and they're still flying. They, 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 Morgan Riley missed fucking ten games, and I think they went eight and two. So, like, I don't know. I know it uh, – yeah, every year something happens. It does seem like that with the leaps, but I don't know, man. Sucks that two of the top, like, fucking five teams in the NHL, I don't even know the playoff structure, how it works anymore. You used to be first plays eighth, and you got rewarded with playing a lesser team. So, but the Leafs somehow will play Toronto. It's been known for the last 40 games. Uh, or sorry, the Leafs will play Tampa Bay in the first round. And Tampa Bay are one of the best teams, not only in the NHL, but in the history of the NHL. <laughs> Literally, what, in this day and age to show that level of con- consistent winning puts you, I don't give a fuck what you say, it puts you up there with the best teams ever. And that is who Toronto is going to play in the first round. So good luck to both. I don't give a fuck who it is. I just want a Toronto or a Canadian team to win, right? Half of them are in rebuilding mode. Why don't I talk about the Habs much? That's why. And I think the Habs are going to be fucking fine. I think it's just going to be two, three years from now. Next year, Pens They get Bedard. Not fucking kidding you. I think that with another year on a lot of these Suzuki, I love. Caulfield. Right, you get these guys, Wi Fi is getting used to it. He's a lot better than people think. He doesn't just fight. And down the list, this Harvey Pernard fella, right? Coming in now, seven goals in twelve games. I'm telling you, the habs aren't as bad as you think. And if they get Bernard, I'm not putting them out of the playoffs next year. A lot of parody in the league, a lot of things happen. One or two players can really tweak a lineup man. But not this year. And that goes for the other Canadian teams as well, being Vancouver and Ottawa. But Calgary Winnipeg, possible same thing. They get in. Anything can happen. Well, Calgary, Winnipeg's getting in, I think, and I think Winnipeg. I've always said it the last four years. Fucking playoff grit. They they seem like a playoff, a successful team that's going to do damage, but you never, you never really know. And they've certainly under. What's the word? They've underachieved the last few years. So I wrote them off this year, and now they're doing great. But that says a lot for their leaders and their coach. It really, really, really does. I love eating my words when it comes to – not always. I shouldn't say I love eating my words. But when it comes to predictions and bad ones in hockey, especially for Canadian teams, you got to do it sometimes, right? But I think I picked them at the bottom, and uh, they're finally breaking through. But, you know, at least we think you never know what can happen. But this looks like a positive year for the Jets, as and, and it seemed like at the beginning it would be a negative one. So, uh, you know, you just never know. Adversity builds character. When it presents itself, you never really know, do you? So I'll leave you with this. That same night we were down, and uh, once in a while boys let me up on stage. So on Friday night, my buddy Dave White let me up to sing a couple of tunes. And uh, I think, anyway, I always do my thing. It, I think we sang, uh, what did we sing that night? Maybe maybe Badly Roy Brown. And um, Damien Follett it was, sorry. I sing with Dave all the time, but it was Damien Follett and we sang Badly Roy Brown. Anyway, I, I love that song. I love Jim Crochet. And um, when I sat down Damien played a couple of America songs. And I was really surprised. Everybody around me. I I thought everybody knew the band America. Almost, you know, not everybody. But I really thought that a lot of people knew them. Like, you know, to me, I love classic rock. There's like the Beatles, the Stones, the Who. You know, like after that, I would have any number of bands from dire straits. But America would be there. America would definitely be in my top ten classic rock bands. Probably in my top five, they might squeak in. They might squeak in. Let me see, it would be Beatles, Stones for sure. And then I don't know, I do like The Who and Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, but I don't know, but I like America more than all of them. And uh, anyway, I was really surprised with the amount of people around me that didn't know who the fuck I was talking about. So, America have some great albums, okay? But I'm just gonna say America's greatest hits, I'm assuming. A lot of people listening to me now know what I'm talking about. Now, you'll definitely know A Horse With No Name, but a lot of people listen to that song and they think it's Neil Young, but it's not, okay? It's America. Uh, Ventura Highway was sampled by Janet Jackson in the 90s, but just listen, most of you would... I mean, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm astounded already. Sister Golden Hair i need you tin man daisy jane don't cross the river sandman muskrat love these are these are fantastic tunes i assume again a lot of you know but if not why not go out and try it out so there's not much depth to to my suggestion today it's just a fantastic classic rock band with great harmonies, nice guitar, good, good arrangements, fucking great harmonies, and I love that. That's why I love... Oh, the Beach Boys would be ahead of them. There you go. Beach Boys would probably be third for me after the Beatles and the Stones. Actually, maybe I can answer that next time. Other bands are popping into my head now. And I'm saying bands because Elvis would be up there Uh, But I'm saying bands, right? Um, I guess Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Right? Is that a band? Yes, it is. But most people consider Bruce Springsteen solo artist. Anyway, anyway. I'm rambling. I I will. I'll try to answer that soon. Maybe that'll be a good segment. Anyway, America are right fucking up there. And my favorites. Here you go. My favorite. American songs in order are Sister Golden Hair. I often say to my buddy Cody Donahue, I say, if you were from another planet, if, if, if an alien came here and I had to play them a song that they'd like, I would start with Sister Golden Hair. I think it's almost perfect, that song. I love it. Um, then you'd go, for me, venture a highway. Then I'd go, I Need You. Then I'd go, A Horse With No Name and don't cross the river They would there would be my top 5 or 6 sandman there you go i like all of them but they're, they're give give the first 3 i mentioned uh a listen and if you like those then you'll like all america got a few albums like they're not a one hit wonder or anything and you'll uh, you'll enjoy trust me If you are in downtown St. John's, folks, and you want to have a beer, why not stop into Trinity Pub? Trinity Pub also has trivia on Mondays, which is awesome. I'd highly recommend that. Trinity's awesome on any night, but uh, trivia night's cool. Uh, So that's on Mondays. And you'd uh, you'd also go to TJ's. Why not? TJ's is uh, when the patio gets rocking here in a couple months. One of my favorite places to go in North America. I ran it for a couple years, and the boys are still there doing awesome. Tristan Byrne, Jeremy Barron, keep it up. Rob Roy Confusion, my buddy Kevin English's spot. Those of you who know Carl English, the basketball legend, it's his brother Kevin. And the Rob Roy Confusion has been awesome for years. Green Sleeves Pub. Green Sleeves has been my Mainstay for all these years, Stefan Hancock and Jody Temple. Stefan's dad, Dick Hancock, used to own that place. My dad used to hang out there when I was but a toddler. And uh, I think the oldest bar on George Street right now. Started it all in the early 80s. Uh, The Bull and Barrel, Tino Borges, Love You Baby, one of my favorite bars in North America. Definitely favorite hole in the walls. Music, very unique music scene. Check that out, Bull and Barrel. Uh, Martini bar for uh, a lot of good scenery, a lot of good music and a lot of good scenery. Wink, wink. My uh, my uh, buddy, Pete Quinton. God, his name escaped me for a second there. Brain cramp. Pete Quinton. Yeah, so that's uh, that's where I like to go, folks. But honestly, support local. There's There's Wicked Bars downtown all over St. John's. Those people have been great to me over the years and I feel that I go there so much I should mention them when I... When i do these things and if you're going to go for a bite to eat why not merchant tavern one of the best places you'll ever have a bite to eat on the planet blue on water and wedgewood cafe great spots if you want to work out and you really want to change your life uh, at any level our conditioning my buddy ryan power he's real good at what he does um and it's a unique experience and you can go in on every, any level you don't have to be a pro athlete although he does train alex newhook and a bunch of the players that come back and go play pro training me all winter and, uh, you know, it's it's been a challenge that's been well received I really enjoyed it but um, I it's, it's, you know, it's for anybody you know, there's kids in there 12, 13 and there's overweight 60 year olds there's all kinds of classes, it's not specific to pro but it's on Ropewalk Lane. Uh, it's strength and balance for the body and mind. Check it out. Ryan Power, power conditioning. And I'm telling you right now, you won't get a better experience from working out anywhere on the planet. Mr. Lube, Live Laugh Lube with locations on Torbay Road and Mount Road. Any car trouble whatsoever or you just need to get your tires changed, whatever it is. If Mr. Lube can help you, they will. Chris Sparks, one of the most successful sports athletes Sports athletes, athletes uh, ever from our province. And Sparky and I will team up for one more world championship on Team Canada. Masters uh, at the World Ball Hockey Championships in Buffalo in August. So that's where we'll be the end of August. Uh, Pitbull Pain Relief, pitbullpainrelief.com. Check it out. The pain sticks are second to none. I absolutely love them. It's my buddy Merle out in BC. True hockey, take what's yours. Corey Gregory and true hockey. Thanks, Corey. Okay, folks, I'll be back in just a couple of days with another great guest in episode 143B. Take care of yourselves, and I'll catch you on the rebound.